0: the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970
1: and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H.
2: it's certainly gray and overcast outside and uh, not, not a real joyful day at the moment 79 degrees is our expected high 69 right now And they say we may have some off-and-on rain showers. It's a Thursday, folks. And today, the, um, the 2nd of June, right? The 2nd of June, I think it is. Yes, it is. And, um... Let's see, it's a free-for-all, so uh, let's just get started. Today is National Bubba Day. We'll do all of these. National Rocky Road Day. National Leave the Office Early Day. Scott just mentioned that a moment ago. National Rotisserie Chicken Day. Okay, National
0: Bubba Day. What do you think? National Bubba Day is a day where uh, we, apparently that the National Day folks say that we recognize those people who are either named or nicknamed Bubba. And it is used as a term of endearment to a relative, a close friend, uh, somebody of that nature. And uh, yeah, there are many, there are a few celebrity Bubbas. Yeah, but I've always thought it was more negative than
2: that. But that seems to be like Bubba's a, a good thing.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's what it says anyway. So uh, some of the notable Bubbas include Bill Bubba Clinton, and uh, professional golfer Bubba Watson. Okay. So that is uh, whether Bill it's, Clinton Bubba. That's what apparently I didn't know that either until I researched it. And that's that's what it says. 42nd president of the U.S. Mercy, never heard of that. I didn't either until that, and I was like, <laughs> I've never heard him called or referred to that as Bubba. Okay, let's deal with the next one,
2: National Rocky Road Day. Oh, Rocky Road. What is, what is that? Isn't that an ice cream? Oh, I see, a flavor. Yeah. Okay,
0: well, it could be. Uh, mercy.
2: Well, good morning, folks, once again. I gotta look it up now, but okay. I, that's
0: what I thought. It was just a. Yeah, this it uh, celebrates chocolate, marshmallows, and nuts, or nuts, as Paula Dean says, celebrity chef, on June second, in the United States, the most popular way to eat Rocky Road ice cream. Okay, who invented Rocky Road chocolate? The flavor was created in March of 1929 by William Dreyer in Oakland, California, when he cut up walnuts and marshmallows with his wife's sewing scissors and added them to his chocolate ice cream in a manner that reflected how his partner Joseph Edy's chocolate candy creation incorporated walnuts. Edy E-D-Y for Edy's ice cream. Be. Have you seen that flavor? Yeah, he is the, the person behind Edie's Ice Cream, Joseph Edie.
2: Well, uh, let's move on to historical events. Okay. On this day of uh, June 2nd, on this date in the year 455, 455, King Geyseric and the Vandals sack. Rome Uh, and that went on for 14 days, a lot of looting and things like that. Move quite a ways ahead to the year 1862, Robert E. Lee takes command of the Confederate armies of North Virginia during the American Civil War. Next is 1896, the Italian engineer and inventor Marconi. Guglielmo, right? Guglielmo. Guglielmo, I don't know. Something to that effect. But anyway, Marconi, as we best know him, applies for the first ever patent for a system of wireless telegraphy in the United Kingdom. 1953, the coronation of Elizabeth II in Westminster Abbey, London, England. Now, this morning, um, our time, but midday over there, I guess, they had the big deal, right? The big parade and everything, and Royal family came out on the balcony.
0: And, uh, That's apparently what they did. Yeah.
2: Okay. Next is um, 1989, when 10,000 Chinese soldiers are blocked by 100,000 citizens in Tiananmen Square, Beijing and uh, they were protecting the students demonstrating for democracy the citizens were protecting the the students from the chinese soldiers i remember all of that
0: yeah i do too that became a very tense situation there in tian'anmen square famous birthdays Okay, we always need your help here. All righty, here we go. Charlie Watts, W-A-T-T-S. Oh, he's the drummer for the Rolling Stones. He was yeah, the drummer. He, he just died recently. Yeah, just
2: passed. Um, Born in 1941 on this date.
0: Died um, in 2021. Charles Robert Watts was an English musician who achieved international fame as the drummer of the Rolling Stones from 1963 until uh, just recently, his passing in 2021. He was originally trained as a graphic artist, but he developed an interest in jazz at a young age and joined the band Blues Incorporated uh, before joining the Stones. In 1963 and all of his bandmates in the music world all spoke very highly of him and you know we hear a lot of uh, disloyalty to spouses in the music world sometimes these rock and roll bands they are not faithful to their spouses but a lot of his Well, everyone that commented on him uh, from inside the stone said uh, that he was one faithful husband to his wife for all of those years that they were married nearly, um, what was it, 60-plus years they were married? Well, um,
2: Edward Elgar, E-L-G-A-R, Born on this date in 1857. Died in 1934.
0: Very distinguished looking guy. Yes, he is. What? Uh, Quite the stash. What's his story? Sir Edward William Elgar was an English composer. Many of those works have entered the British and international classic concert repertoire. Hmm. And... Well... His most famous piece of music was composed in 1899 known as the Enigma Variations OP 36 which catapulted him catapulted him to fame fame that I was not aware of (laughs) yeah
2: And, and I out of the music industry somewhat I'm not familiar with him either I'm sorry Okay, Johnny Weissmuller, um, born in 1904, same year as my father,
0: and died in 1984. Do you remember him? Before I go on, he was uh, one of the Tarzans. Tarzans? He was... You mean in the movies? Yes, well, in in the TV series. Oh, okay. Johnny Weissmuller was an American Olympic swimmer, first water polo player and actor. He was... Known for having one of the best competitive swimming records of the 20th century, he set numerous world records alongside winning five gold medals in the Olympics and uh, he later became a Tarzan in the uh, TV series and uh, there's a question on here. did he do his own Tarzan yell in a TV series? Now he claims that the yell was actually, his own voice and his version is supported by his son and his Tarzan co-star Maureen O'Sullivan. Mm. So there you have it. In case you're wondering who did those, um, it was apparently him. So he, uh, apparently died of pulmonary edema, uh, January 20th at his home in Acapulco, Mexico. And then the, Next Tarzan after that, I believe, was Ron Ely, E-L-Y. You know, I mean, certainly everybody's heard of
2: Tarzan. Yeah. But do I have any recollection of much other than that? Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> whatever it was. The answer is no. I, I guess I should check it out again and see if it's something
0: I really missed king of the jungle remember cheetah their pet yeah, they had a yeah, pet yeah, yeah. pet uh, I elephant I remember that yeah
2: but I my exposure to it
0: I don't think was very... no, I used to watch that every week when it was on that was back in the day where you had to wait a week for the next episode oh, okay. and you couldn't just go to a cable channel and watch repeated episodes they, what they call binge watching <laughs> hmm.
2: Well, let's look at the news a bit. Um, we have um, It appears that my printer wasn't cooperating this morning. I'm missing a few pages, but that's all right. Uh, we've got some other reports here. In fact, we've got a whole stock, stack of things that uh, we've been saving for when there was a little lull in activity. But um, let's see. Let's first of all mention John Hinckley Jr. Does that ring a bell? Sure does. Okay. He is who tried to assassinate the former president, Ronald Reagan, back in 1981. And uh, he's in the news because he will be released from a court-ordered psychiatric supervision and all remaining restrictions on the 15th of this month. 13 days from now, I guess. A federal judge yesterday ordered Hinckley's full freedom after prosecutors said he exhibited good behavior and displayed no signs of mental illness. Hinckley, who is now 67 years of age, spent over 30 years in a mental hospital after a jury in 1982 found him not guilty of shooting Reagan by reason of insanity. Hinckley's defense claimed he suffered from psychosis and was influenced by a 1996 film entitled Taxi Driver, where the main character assassinated a fictional senator. Hinckley was also infatuated with Jodie Foster, who starred in the movie, and whom he wanted to impress. Hinckley was later released under certain restrictions and has been living in Virginia since 2016. As you may recall, Hinckley attempted to assassinate President Reagan on March 30, 1981. He fired six shots at Reagan, um, uh, rather as Reagan was exiting the Washington Hilton Hotel. Reagan suffered a punctured lung and later recovered. Three others were also injured, including a White House press secretary, James Brady, who suffered permanent brain damage and died in 2014.
0: Let's see what else we have here. Do you happen to remember a story about uh, President Reagan? Reagan when he was uh, taken to the hospital after he realized he had been shot. He didn't realize he was shot until after a few minutes when he got into the presidential car and then noticed some blood stain Mm. on his coat. But uh, I remember uh, one of the stories that came out of that was uh, he was in good spirits and joking with the doctors before they went in to remove the bullet. And uh, while he was on the table before they put him under to do the surgery, uh, apparently he quipped to the surgeon that was going to do that, "Um, you are a Republican, aren't you? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. He did have a great sense of humor. Yes, he
2: did. And uh, I've got a couple of pictures with uh, me standing next to him and another fellow. And, um, yeah, he was very cordial. Very, I, I want to say, fun to be around.
0: Yeah, cool. Would that have been in D.C., where those pictures yes, were taken? Yes. Back
2: when I was involved with the National Association of Broadcasters Board. All right, Queen Elizabeth we talked about this just a bit uh the platinum jubilee begins okay platinum you know there's different um that, that platinum is how many years
0: um i th- well jubilee is 50 mm. i think well,
2: let's so. that, not worry about that. I shouldn't have brought it up. Um, but well, I'm going to find it. Okay. I think it's 75. Anyway, Queen Elizabeth, mm. its Platinum Jubilee kicks off today in the UK. It's happening as we speak. Oh, it is 70. Okay. 70 years. Okay. And here the next few words says, celebrating seven decades of her service, which is indeed 70 years. The four-day... Celebration marks the first time a platinum jubilee has taken place in British history. Think of that. Yeah. With the queen holding the record for being the longest reigning monarch. She is, of course, 96 years old. She ascended the throne in 1952 following the death of her father, King George VI. The celebrate the celebration begins with the Queen's birthday parade. That was shown on TV this morning. I think it started at 6 a.m. Followed by a royal family balcony appearance. As I was, um, you know, getting dressed and everything, I did glance up and see them on the balcony. this morning uh, the other events include a concert the lighting of 3200 torchlights horse races and lots more stuff and the celebration will end Sunday with the Platinum Jubilee pageant four acts of music and theater among other celebrations The popular royal has signaled she has no plans to retire. Nearly 86% of the Brits say they are satisfied with the Queen's performance. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. 86%? Yeah. When was the last time one of our presidents
0: had that high a rating? Uh, Probably never. I was just about to say. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of the opposite right
2: now. Millions of people worldwide are expected to celebrate with more than 200,000 events and street parties planned.
0: Okay. Uh, I found a list here that you may be interested in about anniversary names. Were you finished with that story, by the way? Pretty much. Okay.
2: I, I mean, I was going to move on to a sports topic.
0: Okay, but... Um, A list of anniversary names. I'll just start at 45th Anniversary Sapphire, 50th Gold, 55th Emerald, 60 Diamond, 65th Blue Sapphire, 70th Platinum, like we just mentioned, and 80th Oak, O-A-K. Nothing nothing for 75, eh? I do not see anything, no. Interesting. Yeah, other than... Maybe we could just say three quarters of a century. What was seventieth?
2: Seventieth was platinum. Platinum.
0: Yeah. So I'm platinum plus two. <laughs> yes, you are. He's speaking folks, of his uh, birthday, uh, folks.
2: I'm. I was just scratching my head there for a minute. <laughs> um, folks, let me mention something. Uh, I think I mentioned this. Uh, on Monday,
0: I think. Tuesday, actually. Tuesday. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we weren't here Monday. Oh, that's right. I Memorial Day. Memorial Day show. Um.
2: I have gotten many, very kind. Cards, emails, text messages,
0: phone calls. Um, from you all out there. Personal condolences. Uh, As well, I'm sure. On my wife's passing. Um,
2: We, as of yesterday, I've got this figured out a little bit more. There will be a memorial service on Tuesday, July 12th. And it will sort of be a midday thing. It will be held at First Presbyterian Church right there on Court Street in Athens. Um and um so I just thought I should
0: mention that um you when you say midday, is there well, a time?
2: Yeah, um, it'll be published. okay, I, I think her obituary without that bit of information may be published today in the messenger, okay. It
0: is on the Jaggers um, website. Yes, Jaggers and Sons Funeral Home. That was a nice obit, whoever wrote that. Yep.
2: And, um, uh, but there's, um, I I think there will be some sort of follow-up to mention this uh, public event on Tuesday, Tuesday july 12th
0: okay um yes and you know i i know it's something that you probably would not say on here but i will uh folks if you want to call here i i think it would be appropriate if you would like to call this morning or any morning if you would like to extend uh, your um, condolences. Uh, please feel free to do so. Again, I know you won't say this, but I just think it's a way of people showing they care. So I, I want to encourage people to well, feel free to do so. Um, okay. The um, I hope you don't mind me saying that, but I just feel like that uh, we yeah. have such a huge listenership that people want to express their concerns. And I actually have had people tell me to tell you to extend their condolences you know listeners in here that I'm sure you don't know
2: you Uh, know we're we're limping along a little this morning Um, and and we're yesterday morning too and what I'm referring to is that uh, our principal AM transmitter we have a main one and a backup Uh, the main one has not been working for a while now and we ship some parts to Baton Rouge Louisiana to be uh, repaired and the shipping company lost the package and um, the parts are worth about three thousand dollars as I understand it, but only secondhand, it finally found they found the box and got it to the right place. Now, um, the, the three or four people we have here that we call engineers—they're um, the ones that have been talking to uh, this company down in Baton Rouge about fixing it. So I don't really, I've not been up to date because of my wife's health issues. But uh, we should have those back very soon. Now, in the meantime, sometime, let's see, today's Thursday, right? Yes. Sometime Tuesday, our backup transmitter, which is like 1965 model. Um, developed a problem too and um, <clears throat> so the the engineer that we use um, that is old enough to know how to work with the older equipment has e- experience with the older equipment is I think on vacation or somewhere out of town So, yet today, we don't, uh, you know, yesterday and today, our WATH 970 signal has been absent. But we continue here on 97.1. We continue with the, uh, what do you call it? The uh, live stream. Live streams. uh, All the podcasts are available. All that sort of thing. So, um, just, just so you know. We apologize. It's just like... Um, what's the expression?
0: When it rains?
2: Yes. That's exactly what I was going for. When I, it rains, it pours.
0: Yes, and it does. And, you know, like I was mentioning to you yesterday, life comes at you hard sometimes. And that's that's how we proceed with the procession of life and you know we have those things happening
2: then we we had a computer hack yesterday a serious one yes. so we're we're trying to um, get the computer experts here to help us
0: yeah all right well so, enough about us well that's all right resolve is is the key to all this when it rains it pours you mm-hmm. know you you got to tackle them Each one, one at a time, and get those things taken care of. And and I always say it always gets better, and it will.
2: Um, Let's see, Scott. I really rely on you
0: for the sports stuff. Okay. And the Warriors versus the Celtics. Ah, yes. The NBA Finals begin tonight in uh, San Francisco uh, with the Golden State Warriors. Uh, taking on the Boston Celtics nine o'clock this evening, and I know it's a West Coast game, which means it'll start at six there on the West Coast. But man, it makes it tough for those of us that want to watch the game that <laughs> have to get up so early the next morning. But uh, what
2: time's the game start?
0: Nine p.m. Oh. Eastern time.
2: And a typical basketball game of uh, that level lasts how long?
0: Oh, it'll go three hours, I bet. Really? Typically, they allow for two hours TV time. But, you know, in the finals, now that they have all these reviewable plays, Mm. you know, they stop play for that. Do they? Yeah. And, you know, now they have the officials uh, uh, prepared to go to a live microphone that will announce it not only to the arena fans there, too about the situation what is being reviewed and what the outcome is but you can also hear it on the tv broadcast so these reviews take a little time to do and with so much at stake i'm guessing there's going to be lots of reviews uh tonight too so there's lots of flopping that goes on still in the nba and do we dare mention what network um, what network? I uh, believe it is. I want to say it's ESPN. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look here. Or ABC, TV and streaming. That would be a good one here. Um, yeah, it looks like ESPN. Okay.
2: And um... let's see here.
0: So, can we name a channel? ESPN's what? Uh, let's see. On um, Spectrum, it'll be either 301 or 1301, depending on how high you want to go or how many numbers you want to enter. And you can also see it on 31. Okay. So if you want to go 31, 301, or 1301, okay. that's Spectrum. Now, I know on DirecTV, it'll be uh, channel 206. So confusing anymore. Oh, my. So many different ways to watch I guess. TV so uh, yep, lots of different channels
2: well let's move on here um, let's see now I'm looking at the New York Times the morning report and um, um, one of the features this morning of the morning report is the fact that well, let's just call it climate change, okay? All right. And uh, so, George, um, German Lopez is the writer of this. And he says um, that climate change's effects are already unequal. Now, what's he mean? He starts with a hotter world. India has contributed little to climate change, home to 18% of the world's population, that is, India. It has emitted just 3% of planet warming greenhouse gases. But India is suffering from climate change. It is happening right now over the past three months a heat wave has devastated North India and neighboring Pakistan. Temperatures have surpassed 110 degrees. Of course, that's on the Fahrenheit scale. It is so hot... Um, let me get this again. It is so hot that overheated birds fell out of the sky in a city I can't pronounce, in India. And a a historic bridge in northern Pakistan collapsed after melting snow and ice at a glacial lake released a torrent of water. (coughs) Excuse me. Scientists say global warming almost certainly played a role in the heat wave. And rising temperatures stand out to make unusually hotter weather more common, not just in India and Pakistan, but around the world, including right here in the U.S. Indians have responded by staying indoors as much as possible, particularly during the afternoon hours. The government has encouraged this pushing schools to close early and businesses to shift their work schedules. The measures have kept down deaths, with fewer than 100 recorded so far, which is an improvement from a heat wave years ago that killed thousands. But these measures do have costs. Schooling time is cut short so students learn less. People do not travel to their jobs, so work is less productive. The heat kept farmers inside and stunted harvests, so crop crop yields fell and global food prices increased. All in all, social life is disrupted. But these measures have costs. Well, the situation reminds me, and that's uh, the writer German Lopez from the New York Times, the situation reminds me of the mixed effects of the COVID lockdowns. Measures adapting to climate change can help prevent the worst health outcomes, but they come with real costs. We're saving lives, but then livelihoods are lost. That was a quote from Roxy Cole, a climate scientist in India. And many people still have to go out in the heat. Cole told me that his son recently showed signs of heat stroke after getting home from school. By the way, the the episode prompted Cole and his wife to push the school to end classes earlier. In Delhi, the afternoon heat kept Shandi Singh, a climate researcher, extremely tired, nursing a throbbing headache and completely dehydrated. The following morning, she wrote in the Times' opinion, Well, what about global disparity? The geography of poor countries, many, are close to the equator. It's not the only reason climate change is such a burden for them. Their poverty is another factor, leaving them with fewer resources to adapt. This is a quote, Climate change is one of the most profound inequities in the modern era, said my colleague Samini Sengupta, the global climate correspondent who writes the Times Climate Newsletter. The quote goes on, Those who did not cause most of the problem are feeling most of the impact already. Well, there's a paradox to the climate crisis because India never fully industrialized. It has not realized, I'm sorry, it has not released as many greenhouse gases as we here in the U.S. or European nations in other richer countries. But because it has not industrialized, it also has fewer resources to adapt than the richer polluting nations. Interesting. Fewer than 10% of Indians have air conditioning at home. Wow. Many lack reliable electricity, limiting their ability to even use fans. The problem was especially bad lately, with a coal shortage causing even more power failure. There is a tension here. To adapt, countries have to adopt modern technologies. But since these technologies often require planet warming oil and coal, their use aggravates climate change and consequently extreme weather. The weather then requires still more adaptation. Well, the rush for clean energy technologies, things like solar and wind power, is an effort to break that tension, to give countries a way to industrialize without the planet warming pollution. With climate disasters already hitting much of the world, that effect is in a race against time to prevent more crises like what India is going through.
0: Well, I think you get the point yeah I don't know what to believe about climate change <clears throat> one way or the other it's freezing cold in the wintertime and you hear people say what happened to this climate change the warming of the planet it's freezing cold then in the summertime it's blazing hot and you get situations Like you just described in India?
2: You know, I...
0: I don't want to believe. The reaction
2: I have is maybe we just complain more. Yeah. It's easier to complain. Um, That people have just become more accustomed to complaining. Now, my dad uh, grew up in Basically, Van Wert, Ohio. He was born in 1904. Um, Did they have air conditioning back then? No. Did they have electricity back then? Yes. Did he have it at his home? I don't were asked him the question. But the, uh, the family owned a farm. Were fans made back then? I'm going to guess so. I would think so, yes. Um, for heat, what did you do? Well, you had fireplaces. And maybe there was even a type of furnace back then. Yeah, a wood burner,
0: a coal stove, something like that. Um, Or my grandparents had those. Did my, you know, do I think
2: it's colder now during the winter than it was back then?
0: Uh Uh-uh. Same here.
2: I, in fact, it's probably not as cold as it was back then. Do I think the summers are hotter than they were back then? Maybe ever so slightly. But majorly different? I don't think so.
0: But perhaps I'm wrong. Well, I agree, too. I mean, you look back at some record high temperatures when uh, the records were beginning to be kept. And some of those temperatures are hotter than some we experience today. Now, so if you compare temperatures as such.
2: I think we're just more complainers. Yeah. Yeah. And we're used to being. um, Pampered.
0: Okay, yeah. (laughs) I'll go with that. Convenienced. Instant gratification. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. But I yeah, I'm, I just, I don't know what to believe. You know, I, I think about, I've read too about how in these hot times back in the day when there was no air conditioning, uh, there were no fans. All there was was a, a wooden structure for a household. Mm-hmm. What they did was they opened the doors. And the windows. And the windows, and they let the cool air in in the morning, and then they shut up everything when it started getting hotter, and they kept the houses cool like that in the and, hot and, summers. And,
2: you know, they didn't have thermal pin, uh, windows or thermal doors. No, like, they had
0: wooden shutters.
2: Um, I mean, I was thinking of thermal glass. Yeah, you know, thermal tube. pane glass, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, well. Yeah, that's it. yeah, I'm with you, too. It was like that time as well. And one thing I want to add, too, that— about the NBA game on TV tonight, okay. I, I misspoke. It is on ABC okay. channel. ABC and ESPN are owned by the same company, sort of. so that's what. Yeah, that's why they had it listed. So the game is on ABC TV tonight. Fair enough. At nine o'clock.
2: All right. Um, another story: um, a man carrying a rifle and a handgun killed four people and wounded several others inside a medical office building in Tulsa, Oklahoma before taking his own life. Um, This just happened uh, yesterday, I think. The police have not identified the victims or the assailant, but they suggested that the gunman had chosen the location deliberately. The war in the Ukraine It continues. Uh, I don't even know how to say this. Russian troops stormed Severodonetsk, something like that. It's a community. From three different directions, prompting fierce street fighting. If the city falls, Russia will have seized the last main pocket of Ukrainian control in the eastern region of Luhansk. looking at our clocks here no no we have three different clocks and none of them (laughs) agree right now well I guess these two are close anyway we've got about uh, maybe a minute remaining okay um Uh, The man accused of carrying out a racist shooting at a Buffalo supermarket was indicted on 25 counts, including murder and domestic terrorism. Doctors transplanted a three-dimensional ear, a printed ear made from human cells. This is a first. Sandy Sandberg is stepping down from Facebook's parent company, Meta, after 14 years as the social network's chief operating officer. And the Scripps National Spelling Bees are tonight, the finals. And uh, we'll probably have that story tomorrow in the morning.
0: In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H, F-N-S. This is CBS News
1: on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com i'm deborah rodriguez on the heels of yet another mass shooting this one in oklahoma investigators in texas have new details on the one that came before state officials say the uvalde school district police chief kept officers from entering classrooms for an hour and fifteen minutes after the gunman got inside the local elementary school. Parents tell CBS News they were mistreated by those officers outside, among them mother of two, Angelie Gomez. The
0: U.S. Marshal started coming toward my car, saying that um, I wasn't allowed to be parked there. And uh, he said, well, we're going to have to arrest you, because you're being very uncooperative. I said, well, you're going to have to arrest me, because I'm going in there. And I'm telling you right now, I don't see none of y'all in there. Y'all are standing with snipers, and y'all are far away. If y'all don't go in there, I'm going in there. He immediately put me in cuffs.
1: Her two children survived, 19 others killed, along with two teachers. We're learning of a possible connection between some of the four people killed at a medical building in Tulsa yesterday and the shooter, CBS's Brad Gibson. It is apparent
2: that one or two of them knew the gunman, but that other people that might have been working in the office were also victims as well.
1: There's a new investigation into the recall that sparked the baby formula shortage. CBS's Cammie McCormick. An inspector general will be looking into whether the FDA has been conducting proper oversight into infant formula to ensure all ingredients are safe. The probe will look into inspections at manufacturing sites and whether recall practices were followed, specifically at an Abbott facility in February. With gas prices soaring, Ford is getting ready to crank out more EVs. It's adding 6,200 factory jobs in Michigan, Missouri, and Ohio. And just in OPEC, an oil producers alliance, increasing production, they say, to six hundred forty eight thousand barrels per day in July and August. A four-day party's underway in the UK, marking Queen Elizabeth's historic reign. President Biden among the well-wishers. Your Majesty, congratulations on your platinum jubilee. Correspondent Vicky Barker has more. She is in London. A roar from the crowd as the queen accompanied by senior royals appeared on the balcony of Buckingham Palace honoring her unprecedented 70 years on the British throne son and heir prince